Ready. Set. Gamecast. Welcome to Ready Set Gamecast, a bi-weekly podcast about video games and the changing world. I'm Bryce, and rolling high in Dodge, it's Dexterity. It's me. What does rolling high in Dodge mean? Because you have high dexterity. Rolling high to Dodge, not in Dodge. Yeah. I don't know. I I bumbled my words and I it went perfectly. I thought you were saying like, get out of Dodge. You, bu- you fumbled your words? I bumbled my words like the hit dating hype. Dating app bumble. <laughs> I rolled high in Dex. No, you are Dex. Wow. <laughs> That's because it's your handle. <laughs> and if a pickle had legs, Matt, he'd be halfway to human. I'm pickle. Is that the criteria? <laughs> I guess. If it has legs. If you if you stuck some legs on a pickle, you'd be like, pretty soon that thing could vote. Yeah. <laughs> that has to I be mean, 18 first. How much DNA do we share with anything with legs? What's the furthest and what's the closest, right? A chimp's like 97%. Yeah, dogs have legs? Yeah, how close are we to dogs? I, I don't know. I don't think any <laughs> of us are qualified to even think about this information. Bugs have you know, legs. I had this... I had this realization not that long ago. I was watching, like, you know, one of Planet Earth or something like that, but it was about grizzly bears walking around. And I was like, bears are just dogs. What? Bears and dogs are incredibly similar in how they act, I swear. Go watch bears walking around. They look like dogs. No, they're not. But they, they look like dogs because they walk on four legs. And that's about if dogs, where yeah, it if ends. Dogs, we're more capable with their arms if <laughs> you like bears. I'm genuinely trying to think of like what the thing that's most unlike us that has legs. I mean, it's got to be an insect, right? Who literally they have like exoskeletons and their yeah. systems aren't developed the same way at all. All sorts of reptiles. They're cold blooded. Well, I think reptiles are still a little bit closer because they have like inner skeletons. Meanwhile, hmm. bugs are just goo, goo. wrapped yeah. up yeah. in a. <laughs> exoskeleton. <laughs> what about a spider? Spiders are gross. We're not talking about them. Literally one time I was in my office and a spider crawled down my wall and it was like this freaking big, man. And I screamed <laughs> and I called David because he was upstairs across the house in his office. And I was like, help, there's a spider. And I was just sitting here. My feet were pulled up and I just couldn't move. I was just like, I can't come kill it. I'm dying. And then he did, and I could hear it crunch, and it made me want to vomit. Yep. (laughs) Mm, I don't like that. Okay, well, this brings us to the video (laughs) games. Uh, I'm going to start off by talking what I've been playing, and it's Divinity Original Sin 2. And I'm going to walk you through an exciting journey about how me and my friends have been playing a game called Dungeons & Dragons. And it's been making me want to play Dungeons & Dragons video games. Oh, also I played the Command & Conquer Remaster. Uh, that game's <laughs> that game's freaking hard. Oh yeah, um, related. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it was it is actually connected because the reason I was, uh, I I ended up playing Boulder's Gate two, and I, so that's an old timing. 
Man, this I, is a real. This is this is yeah, this a is a journey. This Come is on a, a journey this, with yeah, me. A whole adventure. Yeah. So I back in the times when I was playing the original Command and Conquer games, I would also be playing Baldur's Gate. So I was like, oh, actually, this reminds me of that. Anyway, so I, I was playing Command and Conquer. That game, they updated the graphics. Uh, the FMVs look like hot garbage, but <laughs> the the actual like models and stuff uh, look really good. Uh, but the gameplay for the, like, I don't think they changed anything gameplay wise. And those missions are way harder than I remember them being. Any mission where they like give you a base and you can just like build stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like I can just spam out guys and win the day. But when they're like, here's six guys, go like fight. 800 and i'm like fight win yeah i'm like no that's not happening so i haven't i haven't made too too much progress with it i might jump into red alert because the collection comes with both the original uh command and conquer and red alert so i might i might skip out on finishing the original campaign and jump into red alert because red alert's better um but so playing dungeons and dragons was like i want to live some more uh Dungeons and Dragons lifestyle. So I jumped into Baldur's Gate 2 and realized I didn't want to play that. <laughs> because A, this it, it's racist. I play in, in the Dungeons and Dragons campaign a half-orc ranger named Fergus Bog. And so I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to play a half-orc ranger named Fergus Bog in... in uh, Baldur's Gate 2, click on half-orc, go to select class, they're like, uh, you can be like a fighter or a barbarian. <laughs> you can only smash. Is that the 3.5 rule set? Uh, it's either 3 or 3.5, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I was like, I don't like this. I ended up picking fighter just because it's like, well, technically I can still run, use a bow. Yeah. <laughs> um, games need to just voice act every freaking thing. I, no. Yes. Yes. No. Like my my character's responses don't necessarily need to be voice acted, but I want everyone else to be voice acted. Cuz it depends I, how much monologuing there is. I either way, I want I want all <laughs> all the voice acting because I was like they would have like the start of a conversation voiced but then the rest of it, I w- would just have to do. And I was, I was like, my girlfriend watched because I was, I was like, oh, this is Minsk, Minsk and Boo, and w- with his uh, giant, what is it, giant miniature giant space hamster. So he's like a normal sp- hamster, uh, <laughs> but he's a giant, a miniature giant space hamster. Um, he's. Do you not know of Minsk and Boo? So he's normal size. Yeah, he's normal size hamster. You need to learn about the legend of Minskin Boo. I'm going to just send you a YouTube video with just the like dialogue of Minskin Boo. He is great. What is uh, that? There's a there's a <laughs> a human ranger in Boulder, in Boulder's Gate 1 and 2 and his name is Minsk. And he is awesome. He's like he's very exuberant and also kind of dumb. And he has a little hamster that he's always like talking to. And if you look up a picture of like Minsk D and D, you'll see. Okay, so is this like a D and D thing you should know, or like a meme thing? No, like that... 
he he was introduced in Baldur's Gate one and two, but he is a like huge fan favorite that he has been carried on throughout. Like there's he's featured in comics, he's featured in other stuff. So Baldur's Gate three is coming out, um, and I am stoked. One, it's gonna have fifth edition rules. Fergus Boggs coming to the table. It's gonna be great. Um, and I actually heard so. Baldur's Gate 3 apparently takes place like 300 years after Baldur's Gate 2, but the creator of Baldur's Gate 2 was just like, well, you know Minsk and Boo are alive in 5th edition, just saying. Just, I'm just I'm just mentioning this information, so I was like, Minsk and Boo and Baldur's Gate 3, Minsk and... Like, I don't know how it will work, because it's supposed to be years, 300 years later, humans don't live that long, but it's freaking magic and stuff, they can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so that that brings you to divinity. So the people who make are making Baldur's Gate three made Divinity Original Sin two. So I was like, right. I can't play Baldur's Gate three yet. So I'm gonna play Divinity Original Sin two. Uh, and because I think Baldur's Gate three is actually made going uh, being made in the same engine as Divinity Original Sin two. So it's definitely like a like little taste of what you're getting. The problem with Divinity is it's a different system than Dungeons and Dragons. Um, like when I'm creating my character, they're like different stats and different things that like they have like wits. And I'm like, I don't know what this is used for. Like, I, I don't know when this is going to come up. And there's times that I they're like, ah, you can now use your wits for this. And I'm like... I didn't know this is what wits would be used for, and, and it makes things a lot more confusing. Uh, so I'm, I'm probably gonna keep playing Divinity. Like I like everything's voice acted. It does have like a tabletop feel to it, where you can like solve problems in creative ways. Like I could pick a lock, or I could smash down the door, or I could light the door on fire, or. Um, there's lots of creative things you can do to, to, uh, solve problems, uh, that I like, uh, did the systems have to be super different just like, so they didn't get sued at the time? I mean, like Dungeons and Dragons is a copyrighted system. You have to pay, you have to pay to use their system. Um, so even using any of the stats, it's they like, could probably use the same names as the stats, but they can't use the name the stats the same way necessarily. Yeah, hmm. like you know how in fifth edition, like if you have like a seventeen, you get like plus three on your rolls or whatever. They probably can't replicate that the same way, so they have to yeah. go about it in a roundabout way, so that they can still. I bet that to an extent, some of that is still uh, pulled from Dungeons and Dragons or, or tabletop RPGs as a whole. Maybe they pulled some from Pathfinder. They're, Pathfinder is really similar to D&D, but also really different in a lot of aspects. Yeah, I don't know what system, if Divinity is based on a tabletop um, series, because there is a Pathfinder game, there is Dungeons and Dragons games that use those systems. I don't know if Divinity is a tabletop system on its own, or if they just created something whole cloth for this game series. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be based off of... I'm looking at the Wikipedia Tabletop. article, and I'm not. N- nothing's jumping out at me that's screaming. This is what it's based on. Um, but yeah, so I, me and my girlfriend are actually uh, playing it. Which w- the divinity seems pretty challenging, or maybe it's just because we 
not quite sure what we're doing. Uh, but it, I love that it's fully voice acted. What's cool is that you can pick characters um, that have like full backstories and full goals. Like the character I picked uh, is a assassin and he is like i have to go kill this person uh like this is my goal and like aaron is playing a um character who is like possessed by something um and she needs to figure out what she's possessed by and deal with it and interesting stuff can come because of these things like i've had somebody run up to me and they're like you're the murderer guy ah and i'm like yeah leave me alone and like um Aaron has had it where she was talking to somebody and like the demon inside her like forced her to kill the person um neat so yeah so it's it's really cool that like you you're not just like you can you can make a custom character that is not have an origin or whatever uh but you can select one of these uh pre-built characters who have an origin who kind of make things more interesting um about what's what's going on which i very much prefer i hate i hate it where you just like a blank slate like you're not really part of the story and i feel like this is a good in between where you're still like making choices and stuff but you are a character in the story you're not just like a avatar for your existence yeah um yeah divinity original sin 2 we're still very very early on uh i'll if we keep playing i will uh say more but we're going to talk in the news later about what's probably going to pull me away. But first, Darian's going to tell me what she's been playing. I am. Okay, so wait. So last episode, I'm pretty sure I did not bring up the fact that I'd started playing Final Fantasy VII. I don't think so. Remake, I don't think so. Which I'm fairly certain I'd started before last episode, and I don't know why I didn't bring it up. But I did, and I'm like nine or ten hours in now, mm. and it's great. I cried <laughs> in the intro. It was so beautiful. And every once in a while, like a cutscene will slow down and I can really appreciate like how reminiscent it is of the original game and just like, oh, gets me right in the feels. It's great. It's, it's really, it's a really pretty game. Um, initially, I'm kind of a brat about like voice actors and stuff. Wow. Like if a character has an original voice actor that is still alive and still voice acting, I get pretty upset if they're not used in future games. And so I, I, I kind of had that with like, like Aerith was replaced, Tifa was replaced, Barrett was replaced, and they've all been voice acted in like the movies or in Kingdom Hearts. Like, so part of me was like, ah, oh, why can't we just use those? But like, honestly, a lot of the characters so far that I've come up or come in contact with, I feel like their voice actors are really fitting. Um, except for Sephiroth. Sephiroth seems a little bit off, but I also haven't had a whole lot of interaction with him yet. So we'll see. I hear Se- Sephiroth is a little bit off. Huh? I He's he's a little crazy. <laughs> like he's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little, little off. I haven't played it, but I hear he's he's quite a kooky young man. He's yeah, he's pretty uh a little bit evil. Spoilers. <laughs> Just That's not spoilers. One of the oldest things in video games is how Sephiroth kills somebody's <gasps> favorite like a lot of people's favorite character. Spoilers. I know nothing Hi, about it's been the out story for twenty three years. I'm pretty sure we have talked on this podcast about how certain people don't know about big things in the game. I'm I think- pretty sure I've talked about on this podcast about how Sephiroth kills Aerith. And how 
people were like initially when the game was announced and and talked about and people were kind of speculating on shit on how uh, there was the potential for a different ending um where you can save Aerith, right that and would, like that would people's make opinions no on that it would make it would make no sense why that would be a thing would i as a non final fantasy player I actually technically I, pl- I played 15 so I've played some Final Fantasy. Um it was okay. Should I play the 7 remake? Yes. Yeah. It's hmm. it's they did a really good job of making it like nostalgic for original players but also like there's nothing that comes out and is like super obvious right in the beginning, right? Like it it does a really good job of introducing you to the mechanics, introducing you to the story and the place that you're at. Like there's the nods here and there that you wouldn't probably understand, but it's not like super prominent like, "Oh, I missed something there" because like it it blends really well. Okay. Like, I feel like it's really welcoming to new players. It is pretty looking. It it's is pretty. So pretty, and the music is fucking gorgeous. That's that's Just... one of the things is like that soundtrack is so notable. Even as like I haven't played Final Fantasy VII, but I know that soundtrack exactly. It's like... They did a really good job. I I I should probably check, but I'm pretty sure that the original composer did it. I don't know. It's one of those things where like, if I were gonna play seven, I guess I'd probably play this because. I've watched people play the original a couple of times, like various parts of it on streams. It's just like, yeah, I yeah. I don't need to play, play this. <laughs> this one's this one's. I uh, yeah, I've never played seven, uh, but I'm probably gonna play the remake at some point if I ever find the time to do things. I've talked about this in the past, and I like to bring it up frequently. Final Fantasy VII is the reason that I knew how to read so well when I was young. I saw my dad playing it, and I was like, this looks really cool. Dad, teach me how to read. I want to play this game. And, like, he taught me the basics, and I was super advanced in terms of reading when we were in first grade learning how to read. And I was like, oh, I know all of these words already. Like, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Were were you you like, teacher, when are we going to talk about materia? (laughs) (laughs) like i keep expecting us to talk about that it was very prominent in the place where i learned to read can we talk about materia and mako and how (laughs) the planet's gonna die (laughs) (laughs) final fantasy 7 is actually like extremely relevant now it was it was shockingly relevant in the late 90s but like even now like it's got a really strong uh, discussion about how people are using the planet and killing it and like holy shit hi it's 2020 and like <laughs> global warming climate change that's kind of prominent in just like the general political climate like fuck <laughs> like, here anything else you've been playing uh yeah i i uh jumped into legends of runeterra and I still am learning a lot. There's a lot to learn. Like, I, you know, based on the previous um, turn-based card games that I've played, such as Hearthstone, um, it's it's actually different enough that I, I there's a lot to, to take in and try to use strategically, and it's it's really cool. Yeah, I think what it does different than a lot of those card games is, like, pretty smart and... yeah. Sort it's it's like pretty user friendly the way the game plays like anything yeah. you try to do it seems to like 
accept that input. <laughs> right. And I, I really like how you can hover over a card and like it highlights the words that are like game oriented, like slow and stun and burst and, and all, skill and all that stuff. Like yeah. it does a really good job of like letting you understand what's going on before making an action and and confirming actions is really nice. I've definitely like I played a decent amount of Hearthstone and I've definitely fucked up and not been able to undo it because I put the card out there. That's it. Like it lets you kind of pull yeah. some of that back a little bit. Um, which is really nice. I did notice, though, I've I've been messing around with just, like, goofy card things that I can do, and I... The Poro cards are way too like totems in Hearthstone for mm. me to not make that parallel. So, like, I, re- I remembered making, like, a goofy totem deck once, and I was like, screw it, I'm gonna make a goofy Poro deck. That sounds like fun. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is totems. Let's go. But yeah. it but it also like does it in a separate way that like again, it's different enough. Like there are other car- there are more cards that go off of um like that- poros i feel and like the champion cards make a big difference as well like there's not really anything like that in Hearthstone as far as i'm aware. Haven't played in a couple of years, but like it seems super fun. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah. I gotta jump back in. I've, I haven't played in a couple weeks, but I don't know. It's something to it's something to do, and it's like easy to it's easy to pull it up and play it while you know doing something else. I guess right. Like yeah, it's like a, right. I while I was waiting for a friend to come play Earth with me in, in League, like a regular game mode. I had a uh, rune tear on my other monitor and I was just like goofing around up until we were in the game. And then I was like wrapping up my rune tear game while I was kicking <laughs> butts and earth. It was great. That's it. That's all I played of, of note anyway. Dilbert, what have you been playing? I played some animal crossing. <laughs> wow. Why? Holy crap. Um, Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I don't need to talk about Animal Crossing at this point other than I'm still playing it. (laughs) Have you been doing the wedding event every day? Oh, I haven't done the wedding event. I forgot about that. At all? I've never been to Harv's Island. I've played that game every day since it came out except for one day this last week. I, I hadn't played and it was like a little after like 10 p.m. or something and I was like, you know what? I don't need to log in today. And that was the first time <gasps> I hadn't logged in on it since oh I started. Oh my God. The curse is almost starts. broken. Yeah. I also lost money on uh, turnips this week because oh, I never hit a good price. And not nearly as many people are buying them <laughs> as they were. And I haven't gone and like trolled the internet to find, you know, the good turnip prices. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I'm done with turnips for sure. I might even look at the game occasionally, but. It's like if a new thing has come to the game, I'll be like, "Yep, okay, that's what that is," and then I'm done. I might log in for Bug Out. I think Bug yeah. Out's coming soon. I'm one fossil away from having all the fossils, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but I'm also frustrated because it's like impossible to get because it's just like you have all these fossils every time. So yeah, I'll be excited when I complete that. That should be hopefully in a couple of weeks, right? Like if I keep getting them every day. Maybe. Um, yeah, but Animal Crossing, it still exists. It's a great thing to just boot up, you know, once a day or twice a day for a little bit, run around, talk to people. Um, the next game I played uh, is, I guess, kind of an old game at this point. 
uh, Sea of Thieves. So, I don't know. You guys have probably played Sea of Thieves or at least generally aware of it. I loaded it up once and got seasick in real life. I wanted so badly to play Sea of Thieves, but it was so hard to access with all of my friends, and I didn't want to play it by myself. And so the dream died. I never got to play Sea of Thieves. I'm sure I could now, but the the new game. Darren, Yumi, Matt, Becker's Let's Play. Of Sea of Thieves? Yeah. Yes. Yar. (laughs) I found it difficult to group up, but that was fine after we got it going. Um and yeah, we just like we went out, we we did like the kind of tutorial. I went with my girlfriend and her friend, so we had a team of 3. Um we each did like the they have like a nice tutorial uh voyage now, so like you can get in the game and do that. That is um, that is good because that was one of the things that I ha- had a problem with when I logged in the, and and maybe it was because I had randomly loaded it up early early when the game first came out. Yeah. Um where I loaded up again recently because they were supposed to have added a lot of things and made really good and stuff. And I was just like, what am I supposed to be doing? There's so many things. Where do I go? What do I do? And I, so, but there's a tutorial type thing now. Yeah. So it's called Maiden Voyage. Um, you wake up on an island and there's a ghost pirate lord guy and he tells you to, like, <laughs> you know, go pick up the sword. All right. This is how you swing a sword. All right. Go, you know, dig up a treasure chest okay cool go get in the boat and then you start sailing and then it kind of brings you out into the world it's actually really cool because it uh as it ends it integrates you live into the game like into an open so like you can just go from there but then we were all just going to group up so i just left but it's cool because it just like brings you out sailing into the world out of it which is neat yeah so we we went to like the starting area we, we picked up a i don't even know what they're called at this point because there's like there's tall tales, which seem like bigger things. I think there's like dungeon quest type things. Uh, but we just picked up like a treasure map that said, go to this island or find find this island on your map. Go to this island. Here's the X that marks the spot for the chest. And so we just started sailing, but we didn't mark the map first. So we had no idea where the island was. And apparently it was only one square over from where we started. But we ended up going like way off course. There was a storm, a ghost ship started attacking us uh and then our compass was going wild because we were in the storm we couldn't find where we were so we ended up eventually sinking but it was like (laughs) it took us like an hour of actively sinking because we were getting shot at by this ghost ship and we were like bailing out water and fixing with planks and stuff and so we were just like slowly declining for an hour did you (laughs) Did you try taking their ghost ship and then you... Uh, we rammed them a couple of times. We like used the harpoon gun and pulled them into our ship. That was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, we failed ultimately. Mm. And then we woke up on a... Washed up ashore on an island. Uh, and we we actually marked the map that time and set sail for the island we were supposed to look for, which is right next to our starting island. <laughs> and uh, we got there got the chest, headed to port, and as we pulled into port, there was another ship there. Um, and a guy just ran over, <laughs> and he he said to me, like, oh, you have a sword out? And then just shot me. <laughs> and then they killed us all, and they took our treasure chest. <laughs> so after, like, two and a half hours, we got nothing for it. That's toxic piracy. as hell! Uh, yeah, it was... I mean, it was kind of hilarious, though, because he was like, are you guys on Xbox? 
And it was like, no. And then he was like, are you on Steam? No. He was like, what are you on? I was just like, Windows? <laughs> like, just Windows Store, Xbox Game Pass. Was, but, he, was he worried that somebody would, like, report him as a griefer? And I don't know. He, he was, was like, like, there's no reporting on Windows. I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> well, once I said Windows, he was like, oh, okay, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, what is... Weird. But, I played Rust for, like, two hours also. And, it and reminds, then got griefed. Like... Yeah, I, it's impossible. You can't find a server that's not overpopulated, and you can't build anything. Like, getting a structure, getting a base set up is next to impossible. And as soon as you have one set up, people are looking to attack your base to take all your supplies. It sucks. I hate it. I was so excited. I, I think Sea of Thieves does a lot to generally not be... Like, you're not stuck anywhere, right? You can kind of sail away. Like, we we saw that boat, and we sh- we sailed around the island to the other side to hope to bring our treasure chest in, but then, like, the guy came running across and shot me. So, uh, I don't know. I think we'd do better in the future. And the game itself is, like, that. the experience was a lot of fun, even if we got nothing for it. It was, like, a good hangout session, and, like, I don't know. It was pretty fun. <laughs> I like that it's like themed. It's a themed yeah. survival game, so that definitely gives it some boosters. Yeah, like, and it's like super not reliant on the survival aspect, right? Like, a death doesn't really do anything. Oh, sure. Um, like, you don't really get punished for dying in the game, and like the only thing, the only progress or progression is all like cosmetic stuff that you can keep on your pirate. So, I don't know. It all works out. The next game I played is this okay so this is something that popped up on twitter on friday that i i saw and i don't know do you like sudoku darian i'm terrible at it you're terrible at it but but, I'm but familiar you enjoy with it. it maybe <laughs> i maybe uh, i could i think i'd have to be in the right state of mind yeah so i saw this this link to a zelda mashup with sudoku and i was like oh okay I've been thinking about Sudoku lately because I've been watching uh, Giant Waffle. He was streaming Sudoku for a little while, but he hasn't been as much lately. Uh, But I was like, okay, you know what? I'm down to play Sudoku, and it's Zelda-themed, so you got me. I'm going to check it out. And it was this really neat, like, Ocarina of Time-themed board. And you start in Hyrule Field, uh, and it's like, you can't get all the squares because there's boulders in the way, so you can't move the boulders, so you get bombs, that sort of thing. Uh, But as you unlock each house or square of cells in the Sudoku board, you unlock one of the temples. So, like, you go through and there's, like, the water temple, the shadow temple, uh, the spirit temple, forest temple, fire temple, and they all have different mechanics when you get to those. So, So wait, which Zelda is that based on? It's based on Ocarina of Time, Zelda, the N64 one. Sure. Um, So, as you unlock the temples, uh, so in the forest temple... It's like the corner squares are like the Poe enemies in Ocarina of Time where there's one that's each color and they kind of mix up. And so you have to figure out which order those squares ultimately will go in to solve your board. Uh, in the Spirit Temple, you have to do you have to do it as Young Link and Old Link. So you have to solve the left board and the right board at the same time, but there are uh, certain factors that... like. All the fives are always in the exact same spot, but then when you're young Link, any low numbers are low numbers, but on when you're old Link, those are only high numbers. So it's like 
solving two two at that in that rate uh the water temple one was like there are little sections of lines and the numbers go in descending order on the water level so it had a bunch of cool little wrinkles too like the sudoku formula and it was loose you know loosely zelda themed or inspired by that i think you can find a link to it uh I found a Kotaku article about it, actually, yeah. if you just, like, look I it up. I just googled Sudoku Zelda, Yeah, and the first article is Kotaku, and it's, like, the first link of the article. Or, no, the second link of yeah. the article. Yeah, so that's, like, how I spent my Friday evening night, because it was, like, right at the end of the workday. I found it, and then, like, sat on the couch and opened it up in a browser and started playing it, and then my girlfriend like, joined me, and we just started playing it. Friday. That was what we that. did. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, that was fun. And the last thing I've been playing, another classic game, Super Mario World. Oh. You guys guys familiar with Super Mario World? Vaguely. I don't know if I really played that much of it. Maybe like the first level. Wow. So I was thinking kind of the same thing. Like, I don't think I've really played this game in like 20 years. You know, it's been a long time. But I had the Switch online and I was just like futzing around trying to figure out like, I was like, oh, I don't want to play Animal Crossing right now. I don't have to start after party because we're not doing that this week. Um, <laughs> that kind of thing. And so I was like, let me look at the the SNES games. I played a little F-Zero. I was thinking, man, they got to make a new F-Zero game. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to play some Super Mario World because it's, it's, it just feels right. And uh, so I've been playing that, like, a lot this weekend whenever i've just been like sitting around i've been like you know i'm gonna play a couple levels in super mario world and that game's super good it's super fun who would guess a classic mario will be good i'm trying to think like what do you think the worst mario game is (sighs) worst mainline mario i mean i feel like super mario world 2 doesn't get enough credit i think it's pretty cool so i'm not gonna say that one um I see I haven't played a lot of the new newer 2D Marios like any of the Super Mario Bros U or new Super Mario Bros. I haven't played any of those. I I probably like original Super Mario Brothers is probably like the worst, quote unquote. I would say two's the worst, but also it's it's hard to count that because it's like not really a yeah. Mario game. It was a reskin of a different game, so it's almost unfair to count that at all. But yeah, probably the very first one's probably the worst, and that's kind of a testament to the fact that like they just keep getting better. There's there's probably a point where although there's... I think three is maybe the best. Three, yeah. So I think I played three the most as a kid. Um, but I've been yeah really enjoying Mario World and like. I feel like there was a lot lost on me in that game that I'm like now playing. And I'm like, oh, you know, if you if you read any of the little speaker boxes, it's like, hey, any of the red dot levels have two exits so you can get to the star world, right? And go to the secret star world. And so I beat the game by by like the second world. I went to the star map and then warped all the way to Bowser's castle and beat the game. But then I'm going back and playing the levels as I go. Because I, I was like, you know what? I want to unlock all the levels. But I think there's a good balance probably around Mario World. Like, I think Mario World's probably one of the more popular Mario Maker tile sets. And I think there's just like a good balance of what mechanics are available in that versus 
as it gets more complex or there's just more more items and more options in the newer games. But yeah, Mario's a lot of fun. Who would have thought? This brings us to the video game news. Okay, here we go. So Itch did a bundle for racial justice and equality. And so far, that has raised close to $7 million. Let's get the exact number here. That's an insane number. Six, That's so high. It's a lot. $6,774,096.42. Now, by the time this comes out, this will not be available. Currently, there's 1,705 items. And the minimum amount that you can pay to get those items is $5. Or could have, I guess. Again, this is not gonna be around by the time hopefully you you heard about it but it's pretty cool yeah hopefully you heard about it everybody on the internet is talking about it it's a lot of games for not a lot of money for a really good cause and uh yeah i like to think of this more about celebrating a cool thing gamers did like when this speed running community raises a lot of money and we say hey they did this yeah the gamers came together to raise a bunch of money for the racial justice inequality so we gamers came together to support Black Lives Matter, which is great. It's important. Do, does the do we know specifically which charities are receiving the money? It goes to the NAACP and it goes to a community bail fund. The community bail fund, which is like seventy plus organizations. Yeah, and it looks like it's a fifty fifty split between the two. Yeah. Yep. So because of this awesome bundle. There's 1,700 items to sift through. Not all of them are games. Bryce had pointed that out to me earlier. Yeah, There's... so in, in it, there you have uh, many, many, many things, uh, including some very well-known games that I'm sure Darian's going to get into. There's also some cool uh, software in there. I will point out, some of the things in this are already free. They just put it in the bundle. You could already get this stuff for free if you looked for it. Um, what's cool, some of the my favorite stuff from it, uh, I'm not going to listen in the games because um, Darian has the things that she's going to talk about. But one of the things, um, so you know the Untitled Goose Game uh, mm-hmm. deal? Somebody made a goose that will run around your computer and like wreck havoc on, on your, your computer. And, like, he'll drag little windows onto your screen that are, like, <laughs> memes about the uh, goose being awesome. And sometimes he'll grab your mouse and run away with it. Um, from the same creator as this uh, goose program, and I, I don't remember the name of the goose program. You'll, I'm sure you'll see it if you're looking through the bundle. There is a cool uh, program that will put little gardens and stuff on the top of your windows and we'll let you send and receive cute little messages to uh, random people also running the program. Uh, it's a, it's just kind of a cool, chill uh, thing to run to kind of like liven up your uh, background. Uh, what's cool with the bundle, so there's video games, there's software, there's even like stuff for like um, print and play uh, uh, board games or there's like uh, tabletop adventures um there's a really cool uh game that i found in there called over the moon where two play it's a two-player game that you and another person play over text messages 
and each of you select a character who is obsessed with the moon be that like a moon researcher a werewolf a witch <laughs> uh a, like uh someone who worships the moon someone who's just obsessed with the moon and you are like falling in love with this other person or possibly falling in love with this other person and while there's the real life moon phases like you're supposed to start the game when the moon is starting new like new moon yeah new moon and then you as the moon phases phases change in real life you send more messages and like how you respond is determined by the game um and i was like oh that's actually really cool yeah it's a neat idea Another cool thing that I found in there, which I sent to my D&D DM, is called Bakhto's Terrifying Cuisine, which is, it's not not particularly Dungeons & Dragons, it, but people can make it work in Dungeons & Dragons pretty easy. And I'm going to read the description it has. In Demon Chef Bakhto's Dungeon, a fresh party of adventures is ready to make him a dangerously delicious di- dish. Or die trying. Have you the creativity and skills to please this legendary chef? Or will you or will you find a way to end his evil cuisine? Uh, so along with the games, there's a lot of cool stuff. I've seen rule sets for playing a tabletop Persona 5 uh, game. There's lots Neat. of cool stuff. So just, it's like 50 pages though. So it'll take you a while if you have it's the bundle. It's all DRM free too. So it's download onto any machine once you have your access and... Yeah. You know, you don't have to like verify it with Steam or anything like that. It just, you know, yeah. you you own it. For better or worse, I I like having a Steam library just to be able to go through it because coming through that bundle it was quite a hassle. Yeah. Uh but Darian, anything you want to shout out that's in the bundle? So, um Polygon has an article that was written by Nicole Carpenter highlighting a few of them um that I found. Uh it's got Dujana, which is a uh, interactive narrative game with focus on exploration about or set in an, a f- fictional Islamic majority country hmm. that has an occupying military force. Um, so I guess a different perspective for a lot of us. Um, there's one in here called a short hike, oh, yeah. which is looks like a hike simulator where you meet other people. I think that hikers? game's like an hour long at most, too. Okay. It's like a real quick experience. Sure. Um, Celeste is in here, which is kind of a self-made game already. It's pretty pretty cool. Uh, Art School, which I I guess you're graded by an AI. You, you draw things that it tells you to, and then the AI grades you. That sounds um, all right. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in that one. Um, there's one called A Mortician's Tale. Mm. You play a new mortician named Charlie as she learns the ropes of the business and industry. There, there's actually a girl that I'm vaguely aware of who became a mortician. And I, I've always wanted to like uh, ask her if she wanted to do a Let's Play of that <laughs> to get her opinion of, oh, okay. as an actual mortician of what playing this game was like. It's probably never going to happen, but... It's self-proclaimed death positive, which is an interesting couple of words put together, but I, I like <laughs> yeah, the idea behind it. I feel like most it. people are death negative. Yeah. yeah. Um, cat lateral damage is in there, which is oh, yeah. that 
VR game. Uh, no, it's not. It's not VR. I thought they had a VR mode. Not to my knowledge. Either way, it's a game person. where you. It's, yeah, it's a game where you play as a cat knocking off stuff. I guess not first person, first cat perspective. <laughs> oh, I may be wrong because oh, there is a special. There is a separate cat lateral damage VR. Okay. Which requires. Like, That's the other reason I didn't get that game. Yeah, which requires the original game to play. So it seems like they added in. It basically is sort of a free DLC. Sure, like the that, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice VR experience. Uh, I mean, sort of like this requires a separate download. Senua's Sacrifice, the VR mode's already built in. Like, you don't ah. have to download anything separate. Um, they also have something called Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor. Oh, yeah. Mm. I bought that game. Yeah. that I saw, I think it was in a Humble Bundle or something. It looked really yeah. cool. I think it's Tiny Build Published, and I think it was in one of their bundles. But I, yeah, I bought that game one time, but that's cool that that's in there, because I still haven't played it. Me either. And it looks cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be a Ready, Set, Game chat. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. There's one called Anodyne. Yes. Which is described as a unique Zelda-like game. I almost started <laughs> this game up because I bought it. It was like a, it was like two bucks on Switch not that long ago. Um, oh, sure. Uh, it's, it's yeah, basically a, you know, a Zelda-style, uh, isometric top-down dungeon-crawling puzzle-solving kind of game. Um, and they've recently made Anodyne Two, which is like in the vein of the 3D Zeldas on the N64. So it's like low polygon, you know, low texture res, but it's like Ocarina of Time, you know. Um, And I've been meaning to play that. Sorry, go on. (laughs) That's okay. Um, The next one in this article is called Beglitched. Um, It's a game about insecurity in our computers and ourselves. Basically, you play the role of a, a new apprentice to the notorious glitch witch um hashtag i don't know it looks like a connect three style game but down yeah uh uh, this next one's called a normal lost phone which looks really interesting um through the interface of a mobile phone the player must discover what happened to its owner sam so you dig through like apps texts pictures whatever to try to figure out what happened um it looks like it's a teenage story um coming of age homophobia depression or the search of oneself wow spoilers that's just in the description of the game man (laughs) it would have been really Uh, cool to do a stream of these i think i want to play that one too the bundles ending (laughs) yeah um speed dating for ghosts looks really cute i'm sure somebody has done a stream of these yeah just not me. Um, there's a game called A New Life. It looks like it d- covers like mm-hmm. breakups and what you do after a breakup. What do you do after a breakup? Mm, Eat some ice know. cream. Figure it out with A New Life. There's one called Blades in the Dark. It's a but tabletop. I want to know, know what Darian does after a breakup. I well, so I've had. One prominent breakup in my life, and you all know what I did. One? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, all the rest of them were, like, 
in high school, well, like, like yeah, high whatever. school stuff. That's like yeah. Like, but I, wow. I, I dated my ex from high. Like I started dating him when I was like sixteen, I think, and then I broke up with him when I was twenty one, twenty two. 2016, I broke up with him. And this is Teddy's Conversation Corner material. Here we go. Yeah. And I broke up with him and got with David. (laughs) Like, same day. Wow. (laughs) So apparently you find a new boyfriend. So what do you do after a breakup is find a new person. Find a new boyfriend. (laughs) So uh, the next game is Blades in the Dark, which is a tabletop role-playing game about a crew of daring scoundrels seeking their fortunes on the haunted streets of an industrial fantasy city that is way too long for an introductory sentence how many of them are on this list um i think there's a few more (laughs) it's 50 pages i don't care about the rest of the games on this list my personal list consists of night in the woods which was a really good game um, in 2017, I started playing one called No Delivery, which is a training video for a pizza place, but gone wrong. So there's, I, I haven't quite gotten far enough, but it seems as though there's going to be some exploration of the building. People are going to die. That's something it tells Spoilers. you right in the beginning. Um, so that's fun. That sometimes um, happens, right? To pizza just, delivery yeah, people. Whatever. Wow. Um, it's true. There's one called Arcade Spirits, which is a visual novel about an alternate timeline where the 1983 video game crash never occurred. I think oh. that that one we is a dating sim, I believe, or something similar. It says design your own character with role-playing based choices. So it's like kind of dating sim-esque. It's like dating sim visual novel. Yeah, uh, probably probably closer to visual novel. I think well, it's described as a visual novel by itself. So. Yeah, <laughs> like that's on their page. Just like the trailer, the the like vibe of it has kind of that dating sim look to it. Um, I think it was being shown at PAX when we were there, and I know one of the voice actors is uh, from Loading Ready Run. Um, which I don't watch much of their content. Just after we got back from PAX, I started getting recommendations for Graham Stark's vlogs because he vlogs PAX and I just watched like all of his vlogs and I was like, who is this guy? Oh, he's part of something called Loading Ready Run. And it was like going forever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, some of their videos are good, I guess. But like, I like, I like Graham Stark's vlogs. His stuff is really good. His vlogs. I used to watch a lot of their stuff way back like they used to have stuff that was closely tied with the escapist website hmm. um but i think they have since gone on done more of their own stuff but they did like a travel show and stuff even oh yeah I, we watched a little bit of that but it i don't know i aaron liked it more than i did hmm. anyway <laughs> the next one on my list i've got two more promise okay the next one I'm excited about is called Witch Way, and it looks like a like a casual platformer. You're a little witch, and you're trying to save bunnies in a well, and it's like 16 or 32-bit. I, I'm not great at telling the difference between once we get into the bits, but um, it looks super cute. You play a little witch, and you're saving bunnies. Um, um, and the last one is called... Oh, sorry. When in doubt, you could call it a pixel. 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 Yeah. It's a pixel game. Um, and then the last one is called Changeling, and from what I've been able to pick up, it's a somewhat visual novel, 
Uh, or yeah, full-length visual novel about love, reconciliation, and trying to survive in a dangerous supernatural world. And like changelings are like a fairy thing where like the fairy will put their baby in place of a human baby and take the human baby. And the fairy baby that they left is meant to look like and act like that child that they stole. And then the the human baby is raised in the fairy world. And I love that. And I really want to see what they did with that. It looks really cool. That's what happened in the hit TV show Troll Hunters. And it, there's they a lot of things trolls. that take that um take that story. Cause like the book series, um, The Modern Fairy Tales by Holly Black, Tithe, um, follows a changeling story, which mm. is really cool. It's real good. It's an old timey uh fantasy trope. It's a, it is it's a good I think it's a good trope though, you know. You know what's a great trope? The Final Fantasy, or no, sorry, the PlayStation Five reveal. That's my favorite trope, and it happened this this time. It happened. We all we're all waiting, and it happened. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna Polygon did an article. Ninety percent of our stuff comes from Polygon articles. I just realized we we haven't acknowledged that this would have been E3 week. We would have been watching all the E3 stuff, and this episode would have been like jam packed. E3. I mean, it's art. It's already jam packed with trailers and stuff. It's just we're. It's not there. We would have watched six press conferences. Yeah, I mean, I know a Devolver Digital. I think will be doing theirs in July. Uh, so stuff is kind of being spread out, and I feel like we're getting. What's actually cool about this, the vibe of this year is. Indies are getting a better spotlight uh, this yeah. time than big stuff. But uh, PlayStation did make their announcement, which they were going to make it uh, last week, but uh, with the state of the world, they decided to hold off. Um, so we got a look at the PlayStation 5 hardware. Uh, we've talked about the controller before, the what the DualSense is, and we've gotten some information about the specs, so I'm just going to talk about the look of the, the co- console itself. Um, so they, well, they they ran, what, a two-hour thing, hour and a half thing? Uh, hour, hour 40, I think. Hour was. 40. They kept doing these weird interludes between every, tr- like, every time they cut, they did, like, a little graphical interlude i was just like are they showing us the console or is this just like some stuff they came up with (laughs) it was like really by an hour and a half in i was like stop showing us this get to the console it was it was the like it was the playstation symbols and i mean that's a thing that they need to do they need to have an interlude between so you know when one trailer ends and the next trailer starts so you're not like is this the same game I don't think they need a cut every time. It was very much, they started it with something that was like, oh, are you going to show us the console? But they yeah. didn't. And so that way we, every time something was happening, it was like, is this the console? Is it? Because we very much, everyone was like, are you going to show the console or not? Yeah, the theme of it every time was like, "Yeah, is this it? No. Okay, stop showing me this. <laughs> like, yeah. But they did. They did. If they had never showed the console, that would really have been bad, but they did. Um, so how would you, Matt, how would you describe the, the PlayStation 5's design? It is shapely. 
I <sighs> a shapely design. I okay. I'm. I look look into my side, and I'm almost saying it's like a mix between the PlayStation Three and the PlayStation Four, because the PlayStation huh. Three is a little bit more round, and the PlayStation Four is a little bit more straight. And you kind of got that vibe a little bit with this. Um, it's so we we've been seeing it as a tower type deal, and we uh, I have seen pictures where it can be placed on its side. Uh, but for the most part, they show it standing straight up with a base to do so. My yeah, my biggest hangup on it is that it requires a stand. Yeah, that that is a bit weird. I assume it comes with the stand, but yeah. like you made a box that can't exist on its own without another th- box, like another thing to hold that box up. Like, how did you do that? <laughs> I'm I'm curious what would happen if you do set it on its side without like. It, will it rock? What 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 would happen? I think so because I think it's just rounded. Hmm. But so yeah, it's kind of rounded on the bottom and then kind of pointy at the top. Uh, the outside of it is is white and the inside is black. And w- once again, I've seen them where they're all black, and I'm like, I want that one, but this is what we have. And I'm at least buying one of them straight out the gate, so I'm gonna have at least one white and black. Um. It's how do you how do you guys feel about the design? Because I've seen p- people go, I love it, I hate it. It seems to be very one way or another. Darian, what do you think? I think it's pretty. I like it. I it's like my it. favorite aesthetic. It's like blue and white, which is like what I built my computer around. You can't tell with all the rest I mean, of my peripherals, but it's, it's black and white, and the lights on it are blue. Well, but. Okay, sure, whatever. Blue and white are the primary colors, at least on the controllers. There's like a black dash, but for the most part, it's white. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, they mostly went white with this one, right? Like the body yeah. around it is white. Yeah. I. It's, it's a reverse ice cream sandwich. It's yeah. sleek and beautiful. Um, I don't love how they did the designs with digital versus non-digital editions oh well let's uh that is another oh, thing that they not there yet yeah that that they have uh announced is that they're doing two versions they're doing a discless and a all digital version uh i will note we don't have any prices on on this stuff so we don't know like what yeah, the price difference is um but so i'm saving five thousand dollars just in case I mean, like, I don't know why they didn't put a price. It seems it seems like they're playing chicken with Xbox. Neither yeah, one wants to announce it. Xbox. Yeah. I hope Microsoft is just like ours is four hundred. Go ahead, PlayStation. Like, okay. just, you know, four hundred. Good fucking luck, PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. You're screwed because we know it can't be four hundred. <laughs> then you you match you match them like they were. I very much expect they're planning to take a loss. Yeah, but I will say that like. As di- divisive as this design is, at least it's interesting because the Xbox just being a straight up like fridge looking cube, a PC. Is, yeah, I mean it's it's my PC looks more interesting than the Xbox does. So I'm really concerned about how big it is. The PS5, yeah, it is fairly big. It's it's pro- it's bigger. I think it's bigger than the PS3, bigger than the PS4. It's the biggest one. I altogether. don't understand why they primarily show it standing up, but I think it's because like, of the design, right? They do that. like It mm-hmm. looks like a trophy or something. 
Yeah. I I think it's fine looking. It's not my favorite, but like I I'm not going to not get it because of its design. Here's mm-hmm. the question. Can you can you set the Xbox on its side? I believe so. We've only seen that one standing up as well and it's almost like is this next generation design to be stood up? Yeah, are like we, a tower. we now going to have to are well, we now going to have to plan- few generations of both sides have, have been go- able had, to be yeah. either way. Yeah, but, so I don't but, see why this one wouldn't be that way as well. But the typical design is on It's a in su- your media cabinet like on yeah. a shelf or something. I I've, like- I've never stood a console up. The the oh, I, really? I, I, yeah, I've stood a I stood an Xbox 360 up once. It fell and ruined the disc inside. Oh never, no! Yeah, yeah. Mine typically end up standing up um, in any room except my living room. Right. Like my living room, I have space to to lay them on on like in a cabinet down. or something or what. Yeah. But yeah, but I well, and I guess in my office right now, my PlayStation Four is just nicely on the shelf. But the PlayStation Five wouldn't fit on the same shelf. Laying yeah. down, I'd have to set it up in here. Yeah. Unless I get a new shelf, which I totally can, but... I mean, I'm almost wondering if if people are just going to get new entertainment systems to set their I mean, cons- yeah. new consoles up. Maybe. Because if, if both consoles are expecting to, to be stood straight up, then... Like, if it was one of them, I'd go like, oh, whatever. But if it's both of them, then it's like, okay, I'll just plan to stand both my consoles up. No, it definitely seems like primarily the the promotional images are it standing up, but I've yeah. seen the Im- is it, it on its side before as well. Yeah, so uh, seems like we will. They want us to stand the new one up. Uh, we could, I'll probably set it down, but it is it is going to be huge. Um, so, would you say it's your Darian? You said you really like the design. Would you say it's your favorite looking console you've seen? versus like for new consoles or like in general if you could think of like what your ideal console design is that that has existed i mean the aesthetic yes the colors are my favorite okay um in terms of like actual layout of the console probably not i really like how the playstation 4 looks because it's like i don't know it just because this is like sleek and flowy but in my opinion like the playstation 4 is a little bit more like sleek but jagged if that makes sense like it's it's rougher cut it feels clean the ps4 just feels really clean yeah so like i mean this it's fine i do love it i am excited to have one Um, the ps5 feels space age but in a distracting way where it's like Like trying to call your attention in a like look at my tesla way or something yeah um yeah, so I I was thinking like, okay, what what console design do I like? You know, now that I've seen this, and I think the Xbox One S is actually like the base model of that. I think that's like a very clean look, and it's just a box basically. It's a bigger box and a smaller box on top of each other. I think the Xbox One S, and then probably the slim model of the PS3, where it's like the slightly rounded mm. top. I think both of those are like much more my style where it's like understated but kind of clean and fancy looking i don't know i think the gamecube was pretty cool and the gamecube's awesome yeah totally it's up there in like top three for sure okay i'm gonna go through the rest of the play uh some of the bigger playstation 5 announcements that we saw uh at their deal uh there is a new resident evil coming called resident evil village 
uh, which seems to be a sequel to Seven. Uh, Chris Redfield is there. There is a new Grand Theft Auto V coming, uh, which is supposed to be expanded and enhanced. Does that just mean it's a complete edition? Uh, it's unclear what that means. Um, though, I think all the DLC stuff has been all, for the online. Like, every all the expansion stuff is for this. So I don't think there's any DLC for yeah, the Yeah, I don't think there's game. been story DLC for this GTA at all. Yeah, so I don't know if there would be a complete edition. Um, we did get uh, the, which I think is one of the most exciting, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Now, there yeah. is a lot of confusion about what this actually is. So it is an expansion for the Spider-Man PS4 game, but it, it, I guess this is a sign that the, that Spider-Man PS4 will be coming to PlayStation 5, so it's the spider-man game it's a little hard to be like well i don't know what to call it it's yeah spider spider-man um so spider-man miles morales uh will be a standalone game so this seems to be more like second light or um that uncharted game that you don't need the original lost legacy yeah lost legacy you don't need the original to play it but it is like a continuation of the story it's not a full, fully new thing um and and in the same you know game engine and stuff, but they've obviously done a lot of work. They've Miles looks very very different. Yeah, uh, I'm super looks... excited because it's probably coming to PS4, and I won't have to get a PS5. <laughs> uh, it looks looks very cool, and uh, I will be excited for more of that. My background is uh, Miles from uh, Into the Spider Verse. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 is coming. Does anybody here give a crap about Gran Turismo? The last one I played was on the PS2. I've literally never played a Gran Turismo game. Yeah, the the only uh, racing games I care about are like Burnout. I thought you liked Forza. No. Hmm. Maybe. I think I tried Forza, but I didn't love it. I, unless I can crash the car into another car and they reward me for it, I don't want it. I really very badly want Need for Speed Underground 2 to be remade. That's yeah, the only racing game I'm I totally care about. I'm totally down, 100%. I think, I think I was okay with that one. If it's an arcade racer, I, I like it. That one came out at like peak Fast and the Furious early mm-hmm. ones when it was about street racing, and I then it was it all was, about that. Yeah, it came out right about the same time Fast and the Furious 2 came out. Or yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious, my bad, sorry. Whatever, not into that. Yeah, apologize to Ludacris. <laughs> Guys, they're making a new Ratchet and Clank. We got the trailer for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, where we see the classic characters Ratchet and Clank back at it again, dimension hopping, uh, which seems really cool. A, I wonder if this is going to be a way to, I don't know, like bridge continuity, because all the classic Ratchet and Clank games up until the most re- recent one have existed in a in one universe um but the the game before the most recent um ended ended Ratchet's story um and then they did the reboot they did uh, the reboot with the movie right yeah they did their it was the it was the game based on the movie based on the game yeah um which the game was better than the movie Ratchet and Clank is a very interesting uh, game for my family because um, 
Ratchet & Clank All for One, which isn't well liked. It was a four-player uh, co-op game. Uh, honestly, I think it's great. I don't know what people's problem with it is. But, uh, <laughs> They're idiots. <laughs> but it was uh, on PlayStation Plus on PS3, and it it came out on PlayStation Plus about the time that my son was at the point that he could hold the controller and play stuff. And it was actually a kind of perfect game because all I had to teach him was, like, here's the button you press to come to me. Because there was, if you press like circle, it would just like grab onto the nearest player. So we could kind of like sort of play together. Like he could move around and like like he could um, try and shoot, but he was very very small and could not do do the stuff good. But it was fine. If if he struggled, he just pressed circle and came to me, and it was it was fine. And like as we played, uh, or as he got older. Uh, he was able to do more stuff and participate more in the the combat and stuff. Um, so, like that is like his favorite game. Like he is he that was like his first game, and he has played a lot of that. We've never finished it. Uh, huh? Yeah, it it might be a thing we come back to. I I would love for. I was really hoping the PlayStation Five would have full backwards compatibility so we could play it on there, but. Uh, that was not the case, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so what's actually interesting is that the day the Ratchet & Clank movie came out, I was like, well, like Jack loves the Ratchet & Clank. We're going to go see the movie. When we were going to go see that movie, he got diagnosed with brain cancer and Aww. flown for emergency surgery uh, and and stuff, and we did not see the movie until it came out on dvd um but yeah ratchet and clank rift apart is uh coming out i'm excited for a continuation of the story and i'll be curious if they bridge together the the classic continuity or how any of that works but we did see a new lombax uh in in the trailer and uh people are uh under the impression that it might be a trans lombax uh, because it's a girl Lombax based on the voice, at least, and the general look. But apparently, uh, girl Lombaxes do not have tails, whereas that girl Lombax did have a tail. So people are believing that it uh, might be a trans uh, character. Cool. What's a Representation Lombax? Representation matters. Rat- Ratchet is a Lombax. Oh. I was like, what the hell is a Lombax? I thought I was like, I pictured like an elephant. No, he's, he's a lombax. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like a Dr. Seuss he's thing. Like a little fox guy with, I don't know. He is he is the only lombax he is aware of in this world. Mm. It, in the other games, he finds others. It's a whole thing. But in the current reboot, as as far as I know, he only knows about himself. Um, and then uh, Square Enix showed us a little bit of a game called Project Athea. Uh, we don't know too much about it. Uh, but I did actually see a trailer, or I did see an image. So there's an image of the chick looking uh, out on on these like cloud, cloudy landscape with some like stuff jutting out of the clouds, and then uh, somebody showed a picture from Final Fantasy 15, and some of the landscapes that we see in this image match up with stuff that was in Final Fantasy 15. It's like somebody was thinking that maybe this is like a secret sequel to 15. Huh? I don't know if any of this is true, but 
if I it is, if that's you just heard like it here first. convenient use of asset. Maybe or, it, yeah. it could it could be, but like the placements are similar. Like it's it's uh, have are you on the article uh, for? Mm-mm. Well, if you look at that uh, class uh, that this image of her looking upon the clouds. You'll see on the uh, middle left of the picture, there's two kind of loopy, like rock yep. formations. Um, in in a location in Final Fantasy 15, those are represented. You can you can see those. Um, so people are going like, "Is this rock formation the same one that you see in Final Fantasy 15?" Thus suggesting it takes place in the same location. Hmm. So that that's that's all they have to go off of, but could be interesting. A, like a game called Project Athea, you're like, that's not the real name, though, right? I mean, her name might be. I think it's Athea. Athea, I don't know. Octopath Traveler ended up being called that, right? Wasn't it? Untitled Goose Project? Game. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a few times, but it's like it might be something else. We'll see. We'll see. It could be. It could be called Project. Whatever Darian just said. Athea. Athea. Okay. It, looks like, uh, it reminds me of, I guess, or uh, Athea. How do you say Athena? Athea? Athena? No, it doesn't fit as well. I like Athea. Watch it be like a- Atia, you know? Oh, yeah, like the H is silent? Yeah. I, okay, hold on. <laughs> the, so I, well, I was going off of this article of like here's the top five but no i there's like there's other games that really need to be shouted out uh kina was one of them is that the one that looks like this bridge pixari yeah that one looks uh cool as hell that like i got a pikmin vibe from that one yeah i did too yeah the little guys little forest spirit things bug snacks yep bug snacks gotta find out what's going on with bug snacks that and uh astro's playroom seems to be like a showing off the controller type thing that we've seen with uh previous consoles that's packed in apparently yeah. pre-installed yeah. i mean there they did something like that for ps4 to show you like you could shake your controller around and you'd see the little robots in there yeah if you you could go on this store right now and download playroom oh oh okay Yep. I assume that that was like okay. Never mind. Uh, we also saw a uh, trailer for Hitman Three. Mm. Uh, Godfall looked interesting. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know where I'm landing on Godfall as far as like the the looter grind game. Yeah, I it's, I'm probably not going to play it, but I could see people who'd be into it. Ghostwire Tokyo. We finally found out what exactly that is. I know it's not for me. It's like a sure. first person <laughs> what exactly super. Is. It's a first person supernatural fighting games. Like you're fighting like Slenderman and stuff using magical powers and swords and stuff in Tokyo, as far as I can tell. Uh, goodbye, goodbye, Volca- volcano high. Yeah. So night in the woods vibes was like the first thing I got out of that. Uh, it's. A visual novel about dinosaurs, and it seems like the asteroid is coming, and it's their final time in high school, and they're figuring out their life. 
we got yeah. sack we got Sackboy a big adventure which seems to be more like a platformer type as a four player platformer uh type thing which seems to be a different vibe from the little big planet type uh thing but very very cool uh let's see miles morales uh fortnite uh i think that's all the ones that there's one that i could think of uh called the little devil inside yeah and stray (laughs) stray stray yeah stray yeah we don't know what that is you seem to play a cat in a robot world where all the humans are gone i almost feel like there was gameplay in that trailer and it was like just very cinematically shot and the cat and you can move basically platforming through the levels it's possible demon oh we uh there's a demon soul remake coming oh yeah yeah a, f- a full-on remake uh we also saw a little That's bit from more the same developers that did the shadow of the colossus remake mm. uh we also saw a little bit more of death loop we that got announced oh, yeah. a while back but we got to see like what the gameplay and the story uh look like uh what's interesting is that it seems like you play the guy but you can invade other players worlds dark souls style and play and like attack them as the girl is that how that works so it is like loosely multiplayer online yeah it seemed that seemed to be the case i was curious if it was like a you were constantly playing but i the article i was uh able to find uh suggested that you could invade other uh players as that character and that's from arcane leone which is the dishonored devs right uh, i want to say yes but this i'm not currently looking arcane at. studios but they're leone location or something we we got the trailer for Pr- pragmata which had very death stranding vibes yeah i was like okay what is this and then we got the sequel to horizon zero dawn uh horizon mm. 2 forbidden west do you think all if i got a ps5 you know this let's say two years from now mm-hmm. got my ps5 slim that is a third the size of the current <laughs> model mm-hmm. and uh i was like oh i'll get horizon because it's on sale for 40 bucks or something do you think i'll have needed to play the first horizon i have not played the first horizon no idea i don't think darian has either so we're no help here darn yeah I don't have any pertinent information. Speaking of Kenna Bridge of Spirits, uh, that game looks super, super cool. And what's really interesting about it is it is made by Ember Lab, who have never made a game before this, but some something you should uh, look them up on YouTube. They made this really, really cool uh, short animation uh, based on Majora's Mask the Zelda Majora's Mask called Majora's Mask Terrible Fate. And it tells the like origin story about the the person who ended up getting the mask on them. I've never played Majora's Mask. I just watched this video and it's dope AF. When did they I, make that? Uh, it, says like it, was th- like... it says three years ago. I'm looking at their YouTube page right now. That's it? Oh. Three years ago. Okay, maybe that's not the one I was thinking of. Well, this is all of the PlayStation game announcements I have. Matt, can you hit me with your favorite things from the PC Gamer Showcase? Oh, snap. Yeah, since it's E3 is in full swing, we got the PC Game Show hosted by Day9. 
Uh, and Frankie, I don't remember her last name. Muniz? Not nope, Frankie that's Muniz. that's not her. That is not her, but she's cool. She had her guinea pig with her in her in her arms while she was talking about evil geniuses too, which is probably the game that I'm most that stood out to me the most. I was like, oh yeah, I'll definitely play that. Um, I'm just gonna run through the titles uh, real quick. So we saw Valheim, which is a Viking survival game. Ooblets, uh, you might have heard of that one. It's like a farming game where you're farming little creatures and then you have a dance party. I feel like that game's been under production for, like, years. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. Uh, Torchlight 3 went into early access the same day as uh, the PC game show, so that is now available. You could go play it. Um, It's $30. I've been watching a couple streams of it. If it was free, I would probably try it out, but at $30, I'll wait. Uh, Elite Dangerous had a DLC teaser. We're getting space legs. We're getting space legs. Yeah, it seems like Elite Dangerous is doing a better job at being Star Citizen than Star Citizen. <laughs> We're getting space legs. Hmm. So you can walk on planets. Yeah, that this is a thing that uh, players have been talked about for a long time. I was hot in Elite Dangerous for a minute. You guys uh, probably remember. Um, and so they just made two big things. They made a, added a big thing to Elite Dangerous called, uh, Fleet Carriers. Basically, is a ship that you can park other ships into, which was a kind of a, like a, that's fine, that's only something really, really rich players even care a little bit about. But a thing that people have wanted for a long time is what they call space legs, like the ability to walk around. Mm. Because right now, you can only exist inside a ship. Like, you, you are stuck to the pilot seat you cannot move outside of that um you're basically the ship um and now people will be able to go to a planet and walk around and shoot at things from the looks of it and uh i mean i know i know a lot of elite dangerous people who are like i don't really even want to go to planets i like it it depends on how cool your plan is just let me walk around my ship because Mm. some of the ship designs are really really cool but yeah space legs coming i'm excited I own Elite Dangerous, but I've never played it. Maybe one day. There's too many games. And that's actually something I found myself saying, like, you know, halfway through the PC game show. It was like, there are too many games. How does anyone have the time for more than, like, two games? Uh, But continuing this list, Persona 4 Golden is on Steam now. Rest in peace, PlayStation Vita. Like, you could go get it right now and play Persona 4 Golden, which is supposedly the best Persona from, it seems to be popular opinion. Uh, But it also does seem to have some transphobic uh, stuff in there as a warning. That's That's interesting. I don't know what particular there are, but I do know that people have called them out uh, quite a bit. And I I saw somebody... When this was announced, uh, go like, hey, can somebody make a mod to get rid of all the bad oh. stuff in there so that I can actually play it? Interesting. But, yeah. Um, They should put Persona 5 on Switch. That's what I would like. I'd try it out. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to go into to skipping through some of these now. Um, yeah, give us, cause give I, us I the best. I think those are the biggest ones. Uh, Airborne Kingdom comes out this fall is a city city building game where you build a flying machine airship city and like mm. travel around 
and I think that's you cool. can like eat other cities. Mm. I think oh. that's part of it. What? I think you them. can absorb resources like by destroying other things. Um, Dwarfheim, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to read that one anymore. <laughs> keep okay. going. Uh, Evil Geniuses 2. That was the one I mentioned earlier. Bond villain strategy title. I didn't know that it was a strategy game. I thought it was kind of, I guess, like a, again, like a building sim type thing, but you are an evil genius with your lair. You send minions out to do missions uh, and you prevent uh, secret agents from sneaking into your lair. Icarus is a game from the creator of DayZ. Uh, it looks mm. like it's a mining survival game, but they have made it so that the loop is more uh, more based on each session. So, like, instead of playing Minecraft where you have a world that's persistent the whole time, it would be like you have your ship, you drop in, uh, you you know, do your your session of gaming and then you go back to your ship and then you can like, you know, do that over and over again. So kind of run based, uh, which you see in other games, like I guess Daisy kind of has that escape from Tarkov kind of is that way. Right. It's these run, these tight runs. Uh, they, they had Godfall in there, which is interesting because it's everywhere now. Um, Carto was this neat little, uh, I guess a kind of puzzle game where you're building a map as you adventure. So you're like solving solving riddles to build your map uh, and that looked really neat and everspace 2 i feel like that's kind of a big announcement um i feel like everspace the original is like a really pretty old game at this point uh but i think it was pretty popular at the time but it doesn't look like you know if you were like to compare it to elite dangerous i think it's way more arcadey yeah for sure um mafia definitive edition i feel like that's old news do, 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 do. Uh, Among Trees. That game looks really beautiful, but it's, I, isn't that isn't that out on Epic right now? Yep, it's out in early access right now. And I was like, man, tell me when your game's actually coming out because I don't care until then. I'm done with early access. I'm fine with that early access as long as it's like a f- like fully if it's good enough to play. Like it, it's right, nice. But that to- should just be a release date then. I I guess, but don't you want them to keep making it better? Absolutely. That's, you know, the the cycle never ends these days. You've got to keep improving your game. I mean, is that a bad thing? Yeah, a little bit. I, like, (laughs) there there is a deal, as a player, like, think think about if, uh, what's the uh, space exploration? No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, yeah. Say they stopped it when it got to the point where players is like, actually, they made it good. Like yeah. they they have put out even even since they they have said actually this is the game that you promised. They've still put out even more. They just added cross platform stuff. They've they've been adding more and more and more. And as a player, I'm like, man, this game is more like insanely got so much stuff the developers are just keeping pumping more into it and as a player i'm like this is dope obviously they reached a point where it's released but it's like yeah as a player i'm not upset that they're still working on it no i'd be fine with that just if it's in early access that that to me is like oh i don't want to touch that because it's not done it's probably buggy it's you know incomplete so they're they're definitely it yeah it depends on how excited you are for it. There's there is games that I'll go like, oh wait, and there's games like there's gonna game I'm gonna talk about in a minute that I'm gonna be like, I I don't care, let me just let me at it. <laughs> um, Trash Sailors. 
uh, looked like a neat little co-op game. Uh, kind of kind of a don't starve visual style a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it looked like you're co-op on a raft, collecting resources and building your raft as you go. Uh, and I like the name Trash Sailors. I thought that was pretty good. Um, oh, Amazon's New World had a trailer, uh, which is coming out in August. It's an MMO, and I don't, I still don't know. I feel like I don't know anything about that game, but it's like, you know, a pretty big release that's coming up in August. Um, that might be Surgeon Simulator 2, if you're uh, in the Surgeon Simulator, yeah. like the original, you know, sim game. Oh, uh, Weird West, I believe, was uh, in there. and Oh, yeah, that, Weird West was in there. Yeah, that's got a Divinity or Boulder's Gate vibe to it, but in a, like, supernatural Wild West uh, yeah. setting. Looked cool. Uh, and there's a multiplayer-focused Outlast coming out next year. Mm. If you like Outlast survival horror stuff. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, Check he- that out. Okay. And that's that's pretty much the, the quick rundown. Uh, there are more games. Check it out for yourself. There's all sorts of trailers out there. Watch the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, we're going to give you the highlights that we think you should be keeping your eye on, but uh, load up the showcases and watch the trailers yourself, and I'm sure there's probably something that will pop, pop your eye, pop your interest. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> It's not just the show, the PC Gamer Showcase. Uh, Gorilla Collective, which is a partnership between the mix and Kind of Funny, have been out there uh, doing uh, daily showcases uh, uh, this weekend. Um, they had one Friday, uh, the 13th. Ooh, I didn't even realize that was... Wait, was it really? No, wait, was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. It was Saturday the 13th. the 13th. Yeah, I forgot what day it is. Damn, why couldn't, why couldn't today be... Saturday. Okay, so there was <laughs> on Saturday the thirteenth. Uh, they had one uh, Friday or Sunday, and then there'll be one Monday. Um, so here are the uh, trailers, the, the game announcements that I want to shout out. And I'm just gonna hit you with the one I'm most excited for: Boulder's Gate Three is coming at us. Uh, I have been waiting to find out when we will get to play it since we got the announcement when they. Uh, announced uh, Stadia. That's where we found out Baldur's Gate 3 was coming out with Stadia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and we are now learning that Baldur's Gate 3 will be available for early access as soon as August. This August, you can uh, play Baldur's Gate 3. Do you think um, Stadia will still be around then? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They Honestly, it seems like they're trying to make a comeback. Yeah, no, I think but we'll, will. we'll see. Um, so I'm, I am, uh, very excited for that. That is a game that I will play in early access and at least buy in early access unless it's super, super broken. We'll, we'll play quite a bit of, uh, what, what do I want to shout out? Uh, do to do almighty kill your gods looks really, really cool. It seems to be a, uh, co-op, um, I, I guess I'm getting like risk of rain vibes off of it or or almost maybe, maybe I was going to say monster hunter, but maybe not. But it seems like you're building up a city and then you have to defend it against these giant creatures and stuff that will be trying to attack it. That sounds cool. 
Yeah, it seems like you're kind of like a guardian of of this city, um, and and you are upgrading buildings and stuff, and then uh, fighting off uh, really cool looking monsters that are going to be attacking. It seems like they are gods. Gods are coming to attack, and you must defend your uh, city. Uh, there is a game called Lake where you seem to be delivering packages in a uh, vaguely looking uh, mail uh, vehicle. Looks dope. Uh, we got a little bit more trailer from Boyfriend Dungeon. Yes. That's <laughs> coming. Yes. Um, West of Dead looks really cool. It seems yeah, that to looks have really cool. Yeah, it seems to have a very good gameplay, like a lot of roll dodging and shooting, almost like uh, Enter the Gungeon, but without like a crazy amount of enemies. More like and heavy. is narrated by Ron Perlman. Oh yeah. So that's uh, cool, Hellboy. <laughs> yep. They showed well, off old Hellboy. Uh, they showed off uh the Dwarf Fortress having uh graphics, so it'll make the game slightly coherent to play. Uh there's a new update for Frostpunk. Uh fights f- fights in tight spaces, which seems to be like a deck building version of Super Hot. Was that from Bithel? I could not tell you that. Okay, because Mike Bithell's studio, yeah, ah. uh, he, they made a John Wick game, like that was licensed with John Wick and went out with the last movie. But this game looks like they took whatever they couldn't do with that game and put it into this game. Like they took the ideas they wanted to that didn't fit with the license or something and. What's what's actually interesting is there is a super hot card-based board game, and it honestly looks like they just adapted that. Huh. Yeah. It's very... It's like... Are you... Is that what's it happening? by Bithel. Uh, but uh, interesting. Uh, there's a game called No Place for Bravery, which just looks gorgeous. Uh, it's a top-down action game. Uh... Um. Uh. I guess. Yep. That's all I got for you. There was some like extended looks of like uh Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, but I didn't. Uh, two. Yeah, two. That didn't uh catch my interest. So that's how much what... is the collector's edition? I could not tell you that information. But you know what I can tell you? There's a new Star Wars game coming, and it's called Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, we don't have too much information about it other than it appears to be a uh, Star Wars fighter game in the vein of like X-Wing or TIE Fighter. Um, but the official announcement will be on uh, the 15th at 8 a.m. PDT. So it'll have happened. Yeah, it'll, it will have happened by the time that you uh, hear this. Uh, so Star Wars Squadrons has been announced. Go check out whatever information is available for that. Man, I am so excited for a Rogue Squadron game. Oh, I also, there is a rumor that it is playable in VR. I'm fucking excited. I was, I've literally, I, I, I went to my girlfriend at one point. I was like, it would be cool if there was an Elite Dangerous that I could play in VR that was the Star Wars universe. And if this is what that <laughs> is, oh my God. Ah, 
But thank you to our Patreon uh, producers for helping make this show possible. We've been going on quite a while, so if uh, you enjoyed this, if you're still listening, you can help support the show by going to patreon.com slash lastgeek. And thank you to the people who helped make it and let us talk about video games and tell you about all of these cool games that we're excited for because I'm excited for Baldur's Gate 3, and I want it to do so well that they make Baldur's Gate 7. Yikes. That's kind of far. They just skip all the rest of them. Have you, have you ever played any of the Baldur's Gate, Darian? Nope. It's great. I do want to play the Baldur's Gate version of Betrayal at House on the Hill. So Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. I want to play that. Well, this brings us to the questions. <laughs> I got a question. No, she has to introduce the segment first. Oh. Do you want to be a part of the show? Go to readysetgamecast.com forward slash submit to submit a question, comment, or your favorite Dungeons and Dragons race and class for us to read on the show. Did we do that last time? No. Okay. (laughs) Matt, Matt, what's yours? My question was, do you guys know what the gaming community expo is? Nope. Gax? GCX. No. Well, if Teddy was still here, he would, he would. say, "Yeah, I do." It used to be called <laughs> Guardian Con, and oh, before that, it was oh. called Destiny Community Con. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know what Guardian Con is. I vaguely know. I've never attended, or I just know it exists. Well, it's now called GCX Event Gaming Community Expo, I believe. But the actual event was canceled this year, of course. Uh, but the charity marathon's going on right now this whole week. Um, and it goes to benefit St. Jude, uh, so you can tune into that. Is this sh- just your way of sliding another news story, but in the way of asking a question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, not even, not necessarily a news story. It was just like, oh, you know, the, the itch bundle made me think of it. And I was like, oh, you know, it's good to, that's a good, you were talking about gaming that does good, you know? Yeah. Summer I- games done quick is coming up. I'm sure it'll probably be digital. I think it's. I, th- I would call that a news story. All right. Um, well. Okay. <laughs> well. <sighs> trying to think of a cool question for everybody. What? What was your favorite first date? Haven't had what, a whole okay. lot of those. Better question. Yeah, what was your favorite? I don't fav- know that I've ever had like a first date. Better question. What was your what was your fir- favorite date that you've ever gone on? Uh, oh God! Is this how you realize you've never been on a date? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I've ever really gone on a date. I mean, like, gone to the movies, you know. I, uh, what, what I enjoy would- a good movie night where you go out to dinner and then go to the movies. That's enjoyable. What do you consider a date? I don't know. That's the problem. Darren, you're a girl. What do you consider a date? Girls um, seem to be in charge of that kind of thing. Dates typically are like we go somewhere, usually not at home, one-on-one to spend time together. That's kind mm. of a date. So like you go right. to the store. If you go to the grocery store <laughs> together, it's a super casual grocery shopping date. I, I have gone on a first date shopping for furniture before. It didn't, uh, there was no second date, but I did do that as a first date. 
Like, was it your furniture or hers? Yeah, it was my furniture. Well, uh, now I understand. My favorite date, I to think... Be, to be fair, I think she liked me, but we were not at all compatible. Ah. Uh, my favorite date, I think, was the day that I met David's parents. We So we had to drive five hours, and th- the day started out, we went to Valley Fair all day, both got super-duper sunburned, um, stopped at his parents' house, met them. That was super casual. And then we went back into the city. We went out and ate at Happy Gnome. We went and did a little bit of brewery hopping. And then we stayed at a super nice hotel room. Um, we were like 15 or 16 stories high. And it was a beautiful room in the downtown um, Radisson Blue. And yeah. And, Getting uh, a nice hotel room is pretty sweet. Right? That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like an all-day on-off date thing, and I think that was like, it's pretty great. We went to the Mall of America. I bought a cool diva hoodie that the next time, like the first time I worked after I got that diva hoodie got stained with some fucking old English uh, <laughs> furniture polish that we use on our bars and tabletop surfaces huh. at work. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> I thought you meant like the malt an, liquor. No, right? No, that's what we think of every time we say Old English. It's a brand of uh, furniture polish as well. I was, it was an $80 sweatshirt, and I stained it the first fucking time I wore it, not the day I got it. I was furious. Matthew, how about you? I don't know. I don't... I feel like I've never gone on like a date in the capacity of this is a date, right? Where but, you were, where you were like, ah, we are now on a date. This yeah. is the thing how that we are doing. How did you start dating your girlfriend? When? No, how? Oh, we went out to we went out to a restaurant. Okay, like that's, that's a that date? was like the first place we went like on a date. Yeah, we went to a restaurant, and that okay. was like that. He just that doesn't have any memorable dates, I guess. Well, no, one time, like. So I, I wouldn't consider it a date because it was like we were out bar hopping with a group of friends, but like the place we ended up at was like uh it's like a dance club, but not like not like EDM dance clubbing. It was like they were playing retro music and we mm. spent like the whole night like the two of us ended up just going to the dance floor and spending the whole night out there. That's and fun. Like, so we lost the the rest of the group at some point, right? Because we had mm. arrived with a bunch of people, but then mm. that was awesome. So maybe that. That sounds like fun. Bryce, what about you? You haven't described any dates other than your shitty furniture shopping first date. Um, I think actually I remember you telling me about that, and I'm pretty sure I insulted you about it. I mean, already. (laughs) I I honestly find like the I I would never go to dinner in a movie as a first date because that is what's wrong with that. It's solid. No, because the problem with... I'm pretty sure I've said this multiple times. The problem with uh, dinner in a movie is you are basically... At dinner, you are basically stuck with that person while you wait for the food. And... (laughs) Well, if there's ever a lull in the conversation, it feels super awkward. Where it's like, oh, what's going on? Um, And then you're just like eating and then during the movie, you don't really have a t- chance to talk to them at all. You're just sitting in a dark room together. I agree with the movie portion. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, with the movie, I could see so, it. 
so i i am a f- big uh fan of of semi-active dates where you're like doing something so that if there's a lull in the conversation you're doing a thing like bowling or going for a walk personally I, i'm a big fan of going for a walk because then we're like we can constantly talk but if there's ever a lull we can uh, you know hey let's go over here and do this or whatever like like go, walking through a park is actually like really great because because yeah. then you can like walk around and then be like oh let's go swing or something so like if you ever like be like oh i don't have anything to say at this moment you have a quick activity that can you can jump onto i'd even vote bowling i've never done bowling but it's a good deal of like you have a time to talk but then you can talk about the thing you're doing so a thing where you're just sitting there and not really doing anything i don't think is a that's fair yeah um i i will say one of the like best dates that i've done i'm a big fan of bryce productions and so there's there's a thing that uh a spray that you can get that you can like get a stencil and spray this spray on the sidewalk and then if you pour water onto it the like sidewalk you know normally when sidewalks get wet they turn a darker color um and (laughs) if you poured water onto it it won't get that part won't get wet and everything else around of it will be darker so you can make like you know basically invisible uh drawings or whatever you know you can make the stencil appear but it only appears when uh it gets wet so the night before in the fucking dark i because I, I, I had gotten this girl to agree to a date with me, but she's <laughs> like, "Oh, oh yeah, we can we can hang out tomorrow." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, I've got to go do something." And so I I quickly got some uh, stencils and wrote like cute little messages on this sidewalk path uh, with the spray, and then uh, we went for a walk along the path, and then I gave I gave her a water bottle uh at the beginning i was like like you can drink a little bit but you need to save like at least half of it for for the walk and then once we i i marked it with like chalk where the things were um and and then once we got to him like i had her her uh pour the the water and a little message like you're beautiful showed up and then uh we got to a certain point where i had like a rose symbol uh that that appeared when she poured water and then uh, nearby, I'd hidden a dozen roses in a tree, uh, which Ew. once assembled, they, I, I, I grabbed the roses and uh, gave them. Man, I've never done anything close to that Up as your far game. as like a date. Come on, get on my level. <laughs> That's really cute. The sad thing is I haven't done this for Erin, so she's probably real pissed right now wow. that I haven't brought that level. Yeah. Also, the way the way we like started was very different. And it's not like, it's a deal of like, we're like so connected deal that it's um yeah if i wanted to do an elaborate production i would want her to be part of it like i would want to do the cool thing with her so you know right now she's like my partner so it's like if i'm gonna do an elaborate thing i want her to be part of it whereas that girl i i hadn't really interacted with her other than like a conversation we had wait that was a first date thing that that was a first date yeah Oh, it's a little bit less cute now. It's a little bit creepy. I was going to say, like, at what point are that you crossing the line into... A bunch of messages, first date? Mm-mm. They were very, like, low-key messages, not anything, like, huge. 
also we had talked for like five hours before that. That's not enough. I would be extremely uncomfortable with that scenario. Because yeah, you haven't I- like met each other. Like you haven't like established any kind of connection and then all these like cutesy messages, I don't know. Even if they're generic, then and then that's even worse. Like we we I'm I feel like we were at the point where there was that, that level of, of connection that I could get away with that. She Did you get a second date? Yeah, we we did stuff for a while. It I'm not gonna get into that <laughs> that whole thing was very complicated. There was a lot going on there that I'm not gonna get into. Like if if David did something like that for me right now, it'd be super romantic and cute. But if David had done that when we first started like seeing each other, it'd have been like, "Whoa, what the fuck, man!" The way it, <laughs> the way it works is, it's great if they're attracted to you. If they're not, it's creepy. She was she was ah. a, already attracted to me. Like we we had already freaking talked for three <laughs> hours straight. Y'all were already sending nudes and shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like we we talk so long to the point that like it was literally like I need to go to sleep, but I want to keep talking to you before we had even done the actual first date. So it was like a the the first date was basically just the performance. We we're already there. Ah. Anyway, uh, that's that's the questions comments. Uh, okay, update about ready set game chat. Uh, life kind of came. Uh, you know the world is different now. The only so person we, who was ready for this shit was Matt, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I started I playing didn't play it. it yet. I started playing it, but I uh, I did not finish it because I wanted to play it on PC. So uh, we are pushing back uh, the uh, after party uh, game chat until July 12th. That's the next time. Th- that'll be the first time in July that we do it. Yep. Yeah, because we'll, we'll, have, we'll have recording on the 28th, and then we'll have recording on the 12th, so four weeks from now. Uh, so after party, uh, game chat has been moved till then. Uh, so feel for f- free to participate by going to racesetgamecast.com slash submit and telling us what you think. This brings us to housekeeping. Go to lastgeek.com for links to the podcast on all your favorite podcast services, including iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher as well as the video version on YouTube. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps us grow and become more powerful. (sighs) Hey, Darren. So, I didn't know this until Aaron was working on the video for Teddy. Apparently, you're the one who started the flexing. (laughs) apparently you were the only one who flexed the first time and then the second time you you did it again yeah Mm -hmm. and then the second time she did it and then i did it too and then teddy didn't and then teddy did a finger thing yeah (laughs) it just it just became a thing that that we flex and it was a a darian original production trendsetter right here yeah you already knew that (laughs) <laughs> Other Last Geek stuff you should check out. Go to lastgeek.com slash store to purchase the shirt that Darian is currently wearing. What? It's got us on it, except for Matt. I'm Teddy now. Nope. That's, Look at me. No, I'm not cool with that. 
I'm we petty. should get another we should get another design and just have Matt like crawling underneath what? <laughs> like, sup <laughs> Pe- peeking like, out sticking his head above the sign like hi I, I, I figured like pe- peeking out from, from behind the bricks yeah we get one brick's missing and just like looking through hello <laughs> What what uh, on the poster design? We'll just have them uh, put Matt's face where the monster is. Oh yeah, there <laughs> yeah, we go. That's a good idea. <laughs> Matt is the monster, I guess. I like it. Uh, check out the newest episode of Game A Corp, where we really quick. I'm gonna go to the Game A Corp deal, and I'm gonna click on episode sixty-one, and it is Mister Tall Man's Big Day, a game, <laughs> a co-op game where you play three. Uh, 10 year olds i don't remember how old they Vincent were an adult man <laughs> uh, three three uh kids uh in a trench coat trying to be a child or trying to be an adult person trying to do as many adult things as they can before they get caught business 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 doing taxes uh you'll have to find out what great adult things they do in it and beckers might have said something horrible in it give it's me up a to you sneak peek <laughs> uh give me a couple examples I mean, going, pique my interest. Going to an R-rated movie is the tutorial. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like the Naturally. base. Yeah, that's like, like the base that. level of of things. Man, how often do I watch an R-rated movie as an adult? Frequently. <laughs> I feel like I don't see like how many movies are actually R-rated. I feel like most movies are PG thirteen. The Silence of the Lambs. Most horror movies are rated R. Oh, uh, I don't like horror movies. They scare me. me I'm either. a baby. That's yeah, the I, idea. I'm, I'm such a baby. When it Did comes you see to the horror. Joker or Deadpool? No, I haven't or seen Logan? that. Well, no. Nope. I mean, they remade Deadpool in, in PG 13. Well, they like re edited P- Deadpool. I bet PG- Did they do that with both of the Deadpools? No, just Deadpool 2. I was going to say, okay. Um, Did you see Birds of Prey? Nope. I heard that was good, though. I need to watch that. It's real good. I like it. What about. Bad Boys for Life. Nope. What about The King of Staten Island? Uh, no, but I would watch that. Is I that think. out? That it just I don't came know. out. The yeah. Way Back. What? The Way no, Back is that. a Ben Affleck movie about basketball. Oh. Once no, Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, I haven't seen that. Terminator Dark Fate. No. No, the last Terminator I saw was. Any of the Salvation. John Wick movies. I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies. I think I should watch them. At least one of them. <laughs> Don't forget to watch the latest uh, Let's Play <laughs> of Tricky Towers. And for Patreons, you should watch the very cool uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, Let's Play that we did. Uh, all three parts of it. So the plan is it plan for it is that the D&D uh, video will come public to everybody July 1st. And then the rest of them should be uh, coming out so that they're all out by early August. Because we'll be doing something cool with our characters by the end of August. Which I will should, should be announcing once we have the date set with everybody. And it's solid and it's concrete. And, and nobody tries to wiggle out. Once uh, everybody is trapped. Yep. Once I have trapped we'll you talk all, about it. then I will tell everyone about the date for the, so they can write it down on their calendar. You're not even going to give them any, an idea of what it is? 
we're gonna we're gonna do a charity stream of Dungeons and Dragons. There you uh, go. With people can be interested in that, even if people might not. Yeah, I've been working actually... on a voice this episode. Really? Ready? Is it this? Have you been doing it the entire episode? Yeah, it's been this voice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been secretly playing my D and D character all along. You guys didn't and it was know. So it was so seamless that we yeah. couldn't even tell. He just slipped in and out. You didn't know it was, when he, yeah. his it was his character talking. <laughs> Bravo! I don't know. I don't know how Morthos should sound. I feel like kind of hissy, like like long s's. Wait, what you know? is more? What is he? Morthos. He's a I'm tiefling. A tiefling. Oh yeah! I, oh yeah! Morthos. I think that's a good idea. Something like that. I kind of talk like I. Smoked a pack a day, but quit recently. Gravelly. Yeah, he's also slimy as as, and, as yeah, F. like kind of yeah. As that. a snake. Yeah, I'm a Slippery. snake. His his background. Oh, yeah, there's lots of anyway. And uh, Darian didn't play in the uh, the let's play because of um, scheduling issues, but she will be there for the live stream. Uh, so get excited for that, uh, and we will be continuing that stuff uh, down the line. But this brings us to the part where Matt tells us where he can be found. What's a pirate's favorite movie rating? Uh, sorry, okay. I'm at Dilbert Pickled on Twitch and Twitter. Wait, I guess. wait, 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 wait. What's a what's a pirate's favorite letter? The C. <laughs> No, it's R. <laughs> you were supposed to say R. <laughs> but the C. It's you think okay, it's R, but tis the C. No, no, no. Yeah, you think it's R, but tis the C. Darian, can you please tell us where you can be found so we can yeah. stop this train? Twitch. To, oh, choo choo. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash dexterity, D-E-X-T-E-R-I-D-E. I'll be um, playing through Final Fantasy VII, and I'm once I'm done with that, I'm going to start playing The Last of Us 2. I'm pretty excited. And then Twitch, or Twitter. Twitter? Did I say Twitter already? Twitch is more important. On the socials. Is it? Because you would think that you would post when you go live on Twitter. I'm really I mean, bad about that. I haven't posted that. on Twitter in weeks, months, maybe. <laughs> I think I have a thing set up so it auto posts on when I go live on Twitch. I used to do that, but it's just so repetitive that I'm you like, you gotta no. fill so much other content in there. Then, like, yeah, I have I, I have to force tweets that I don't care mm-hmm. about, and it just feels so insincere. Like, nah, yeah, I'd just rather forget to post when I'm live and have my feed be full of my shit posting than. The shit posting being, look, I'm live. Look, I'm live again. I'm live. Like <laughs> the last tweet I made <laughs> was about Animal Crossing, and it was a poop joke with a screenshot. <laughs> the last tweet Darian made was about how she was making RSG difficult, and then she asked if she should make her hair look like a League of Legends character. Yep. Uh, uh, she has a bunch of retweets, and then she wants to be a dice reviewer. That's, that's... I do want to be a dice reviewer. I feel like I could make some quality dice reviewer content. Uh, that is the kind of content uh, you can expect from her Twitter. 
also she reposted the very good uh, goodbye video to Teddy, which currently mm. has 116 views. Wow. It's real good. It's really cute. Matt's in it just once at the end. Wow. I made it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you do the controller. You can follow me on twitter.com slash lastgeek. You can follow me at twitch.tv slash lastgeekplays. You can follow me at instagram.com slash lastgeekplays, where I think my I don't post often, but I've been posting all of our character portraits so you can see what our D&D characters look like. Uh, Facebook.com slash lastgeek and youtube.com slash lastgeek and tw- twitter.com slash rsgamecast that's that's it that's all i can think of um this is the end of the show this is all the words we have to say this is all the game announcements we're going to tell you about and next time it should be more speedier because this one was just packed full of jazz uh snake jazz thank you and we'll see you again in two weeks Where we sing all together, we're like, it's the end of the show. Like a Muppets thing is what I'm thinking. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's do a fully musical episode. Can we actually? That would be a lot of fun. I don't have faith in Bryce's musical abilities. Wow. We need to get Teddy back for that for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, man. A musical episode would be pretty good. Please look forward to it. Right, okay. Bryce would have to be the announcer or something, like the narrator. <laughs> If we can get like, I don't know, five hundred dollars on our Patreon, we will get a musical episode. That's the budget. That's good. Yeah, that's 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 how we're gonna produce music. Hey guys, what should I do with my hair? What do you mean? Like, are you talking like cutting it or dyeing it or? No, I'm getting it bleached on Friday, like my roots. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna fix the color. So what should I do? This is the end of the show. Yeah. Hold close. <laughs> See ya.